insurrection, obstruction, indictments, civilly liable for sexual abuse. The one man responsible for all that could be sitting in a prison cell on election day and still be elected commander-in-chief for these United States. That man is beholden to Putin, weakened NATO the last time around, and is currently tying himself to wealthy Saudi oil money. He enriched himself when government stated his properties. He campaigned on wanting to use government to go after his political rivals and wants to expand executive power. If Donald Trump is re-elected, our nation is lost. So let's roll up our sleeves, get to work, and tell the MAGA folks, no more before it's too late. Welcome back to Liberal Band Radio. Welcome to the Left That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, to join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131, 914-803-4131. I think I want to, later on, when I get to calls, I think I'm going to want to limit calls today on, on issues dealing with anti-Semitism and maybe calls from people who are Jewish to talk about issues of anti-Semitism that they've dealt with. So... Let's leave it at that today. Unless you have questions about anti-Semitism, maybe then, you know, we could, we, but let's leave, let's, let's limit the calls to that, but we'll do it later. Um, first, before we get into anything, apparently there is an active shooter situation going on in Maine. Uh, is it Lewiston or something? Maine at the moment. Uh, so currently, right as we, right as we going on the, Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you live from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the show, it's area code 914-803-4131. That's area code 914-803-4131. Today, I might want to limit the uh, show, the phone calls on the show to the topic of anti-Semitism. More likely, uh, hopefully from other fellow Jewish people to talk about their times where they've dealt with anti-Semitism, but maybe if you have questions about anti-Semitism as well, maybe uh, you could call in as well, but let's limit the calls to topics about that. Before we talk about um, other topics of the show, apparently there is an active shooter situation in Lewiston, Maine at the moment, Uh, so I kind of have that going on. I'm on the other monitor, so I'm going to kind of peek in over to see if there's any details about that. I'm not going to play the stream live on the show um yeah i'm not watching how i don't think how's live at the moment is he uh but um apparently there uh uh, and of course the the moment i heard that there was an anti uh, that there was an active shooter situation the first thought that came to my mind was this is either going to be at a synagogue or or a mosque like i was thinking this is going to be either one or the other because this is how things are blowing up right now and i can't i can't even imagine let's let's just hope it's not at one of these places because holy crap this is just going to make things explode and while no active shooter situation is good while nobody getting shot is good they have actual images of this dude 
uh, going into where the active shooter situation is, and it looks like it's a bowling alley. So while and, and you never know that maybe who knows what was going on at the bowling alley. So we don't know if there was any other motives other than the fact that he's walking into the bowling alley and whatever. I don't know what was going on at the bowling alley right now at the moment or what would cause him to want to walk into the bowling alley and, and shoot people. I don't know if it was, uh, you never know what it could be. And I guess more, uh, no, no information has been posted on the screen as of yet. Um, so originally, um, my wife had told me something about, uh, Virginia, but apparently it's uh, Maine, so we can go to Twitter, I guess, see if there's live post in Maine, just to see. Uh, according to local reports out of Lewis and Maine, there were up to 16 people shot during a mass shooting. Holy crap. Um, city is on lockdown. Maine State Police order other agencies to investigate these like three separate shootings. Um An active shooter situation being reported with multiple injuries in at least at least two locations. Um, mass casualty incident declared with mutual aid being requested. Lewis and police, numerous people being injured. They ask everyone to stay inside and get off the roads. Uh, police scanner suggested there is an active situation at, I don't know how to pronounce this name of the bar and grill, and spare time bowling alley in Lewiston. Maine police issued the following statement. There is an active shooter in Lewiston. We ask people to shelter in place. Stay in your home. Doors locked. Law enforcement is currently investigating multiple locations. If you see suspicious activity, call 911. Schools have been warned. Anyone near within the school uh, for conferences should get to a safe location. Uh, first responders are staging in the city of Auburn, which I guess is close to Lewiston. Uh, they have released photos of the person who is the shooter, and he was holding a large looking gun i don't know what type of gun it is but you know large rifle um the yeah, auburn it looks like it's right across the river from lewiston i guess that's why that's where they're staging there um i don't know if there's multiple suspects or it's just one but they have had a picture of this one guy only that i've seen so far um and that's that's in the top posts on Twitter, um, or that's that's just in one guy's post, I guess, on Twitter. So let's see, is there anything else that I can find on, or is Lewis Sinmay, not Lewis Sinmay? I guess I was pronouncing it wrong. Um, The active sub shooter suspect remains at large. Um, they're trying to seek identification for the person who did it. Again, no idea. They have have seen nothing about the victims or or anything about that at this point in time. So at this point, we're just going to leave it be. If you know anybody who lives in the area, just you know, warn them if they haven't been warned already. Stay in place, shelter in place, don't go out, be safe. Um, let's hope that everybody uh, 
can, you know, that the shooter can be caught and that nobody else can be harmed. Um, shooter looks white, so most likely he'll be captured alive. Um, so let's see, what else? Before we get to the topic of the very special episode of Liberal Day and Radio, talk from the left, that's right. Um, <laughs> I did have a volume issue earlier, Demonox, uh, but uh, that was my problem. Apparently, uh, you also had separate technical issues on top of my technical issues. So, shouts out to Aaron, Jolie, Demonox, uh, Jeff, Mike, uh, Jackie. I'm missing Chucker John. Good to see you, Chucker John. Wes. Uh, I think I've got everybody who's in here so far who has at least said something. We have 12 viewers and eight likes, so please make sure to smash that like button and then the patriarchy. And then if you haven't subscribed, please make sure to subscribe. Get your friends to subscribe as well. Um, news going on. Uh, we have that uh, case of the the pilot who got to ride, gets for free back home and was sitting sitting in the in the little third chair or whatever, just getting a ride back in the cockpit. And all of a sudden, he just goes nuts and starts trying to turn off the engines of the plane. And he's now been charged with attempted murder against, like, how many, many people were in the plane. And apparently, it turns out that he was on mushrooms. I mean, I'd heard about flying high, but this is ridiculous. And, like, holy crap. But there was, I thought mushrooms were supposed to mellow you out, not make you go all nuts and crazy. Uh, but I, I guess I don't have much experience or any experience for that matter with mushrooms. So anybody in the chat want to say anything about mushrooms if you've had experience with them and whether or not uh, they could, they've, they've made you act crazy like that or not, please let us know because I would like to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Um, but yeah. Now, and here's my, my question always is this when it comes to attempted murder. And I think I was I was glad to see that Hal seems to think the same way as, as this, because when I heard him say it, I was like, yes, somebody agrees with me. Why do we punish attempted murder less than regular murder? Like if you try and shoot somebody and you miss and you get charged with it, why should we award you for being a bad shot? Like if you try and murder somebody and you don't do it and you fail, why should we reward failure? Like, we're always, you know, people always say we shouldn't be rewarding failure. Well, why should we reward failure in this case? If your intent was to murder somebody and you, you, you didn't do it, well, we should consider that you did do it in, the, in terms of sentencing. So, Bicycle Mike, I shroom regularly, never hired myself or anybody or anything. There was some but in news, people on the news were talking about like microdosing. I don't know if he was microdosing or not. He definitely didn't microdose, I guess, in this time, particular time. Um, Jolie, I've never had anything but an amazing time on shrooms. Good to hear. Um, mushrooms make me nauseous unless they're sliced fine in a broth. That's my thing. I don't like mushrooms, period. So I don't know if I'd want to eat them to get me feeling. Um, otherworldly because i just don't want to put any sort of mushrooms in mouth i'm a fun guy enough as it is i don't need any more 
had a slushy with mushroom shrooms, might have also had alcohol and cannabis. All I remember is laughing forever. <laughs> hey, what's up, Robert Reynolds, another one of the Liberal Land Radio patrons. Uh, appreciate your support. Also, we have Wes Deminox, the first Liberal Land Radio patron, Jolie, Aaron, um, got Julie Swenson, the uh, first Liberal Land Radio producer. Shouts out to all of y'all for supporting the show. Best way to support the show, if you can't support the show financially, that is, is to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to interact with videos. Um, get those algorithms up there. Al Gore will thank you. Um, Hurricane Otis. If you haven't noticed, Hurricane Otis down in Mexico, it blew up from a, from a tropical storm to Category 5 in like 12 hours. Crazy stuff. Like, you never see that happen. And it just went, whew. But they want to say that global warming and climate change isn't a thing. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. It's not a thing whatsoever. Um, Aaron West, lame dad joke. Don't make fun of my dad jokes. Dad jokes are rad jokes. Um, so thoughts going out to the people in Mexico having to deal with a Cat 5 hurricane that came out of nowhere. Um, we should, we, this 2023, we should have better warning systems, better technology to be able to catch these things. So no climate change here. No, not at all. Not one bit. Hey, Tim, what's going on? Um, then, of course, if this actually made national news where we had, uh, I don't know why it's not being called smog here, I guess because it's not smoke from industrial processes. It's smoke from fires. And... So the smoke was mixing with the fog and creating a horrible thing. We got a call early in the morning on Monday, I think it was. Yeah, it was Monday, that the buses were going to be running late for uh, my son's school. So I was like, all right, I guess I can drive you to school. So I had dropped Henry off, my youngest son, at his bus stop because his buses were operating fine. But... The other buses, I guess, had to come across the river, and the bridge was very foggy and lots of traffic on the bridge or whatever. So I took him, and I got I got him to school perfect time with no issues, but I got to use the HOV lane, so that was fine too. But, yeah, it was it – was, I was usually like to drop my youngest son off at his bus stop and then go back to sleep for about an hour before I had to start work. Unfortunately, that did not happen for me that day. Um, but what happened in, in New Orleans or outside of New Orleans, you have I-55, which is really, it's, it's a different parish. Uh, you have Lake Pontchartrain, which is above New Orleans. So like New Orleans is here and this is Lake Pontchartrain. And if you're looking over here, like this is where I-55 is to the, to the west of Lake Pontchartrain. And there was so much smoke and fog going on. If you missed it, like, there was this huge accident. Several people died. Cars were piled up. This one truck like had hazardous chemicals in it. I don't think it was hazardous for the air, but I don't know if they knew, ever figured out, at least never announced what type of hazardous chemicals were in there. But there was a big fire. The fire was so much, it melted the sign and melted the letters off of the, off of the sign that was over the freeway. Um, it was... It was nuts. I mean, they, I think it's still closed. The, that, that piece of interstate is still closed. You have to get off and go on like a down, like a smaller 
freeway or a smaller road to get around the closed part of that of that interstate. It's that's how you know that's how bad it was. They're still trying to do structural checks to see just how just how much damage was done after the collisions because uh, people drive like ridiculous maniacs out here, especially the people with Texas license plates, and they just the, the weather the, the fog was so thick and so horrible. Like. I, I'm usually not affected by such stuff. Even the night before, like I was inside my house, my eyes were watering and I had no idea why that was. And then I figured out, oh, it must have been the smoke. Uh, what's up, kimchi? Welcome. Um, so that's kind of the news, uh, other news that I was going to talk about. I didn't make headlines about it, but other news of the day. So let's see. Go back to here and just kind of refresh this to see if we have any other updates about Lewis and Maine before we talk about uh, the other two political events before getting into the very special episode stuff. Um, this one says six. This one specifically says sixteen people dead, but this one still says at least sixteen people dead. So I don't know if I don't know if it's so I think that count is officially 16, at least 16 shot. Some people are saying at least 16 dead. Uh, I don't think it's he's caught yet. ABC News is reporting at least 10 dead, dozens more injured. Um, let's see if there's more information on the ABC News website. Specifically, a bowling alley in Lewis and Maine come under fire. There are additional reports of shots at a local bar and at a Walmart distribution center. More than 10 are dead. Dozens have been injured. Suspect not yet in custody. Um, see if there's a Maine State Police Facebook page. Law enforcement asked people to shelter in place. Maine Governor Janet Mills posted on X that she was aware of the situation and urging all people to follow area direction of state and local law enforcement. Continue to monitor the situation. So not too much information on the ABC website, and we are um, on the Maine State Police Facebook page. There's an active suit situation in Lewiston. Law enforcement asked people to cultivate nothing. Nothing from that's from an hour ago. Let's see if there's anything else on that page uh, that's new. Um, nothing new, at least posted as a main post, but there's a bunch of comments on that thread, and I don't know how many comments in that thread are going to, just, but mostly just a bunch of uh, hands together, either high-fiving or praying, praying, one of the two. So, yep, yeah, yeah. Where, where were the good guys with the guns, Right. Only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Where are the good guys with the guns? Oh, Lord. There's a video of George Santos and Boebert high-fiving after uh, Republicans voted in the new speaker. And, of course, I tweeted out that Republicans finally found somebody enough shitty enough uh, to be the next speaker of the House because finally we have a new speaker of the House. Not that it's a good thing. Uh, Congressman Johnson from Louisiana. Uh, so Louisiana ends up having 
the person who is the Speaker of the House and the person who is the um, House uh, Majority Leader, which is, you know, I don't know if that's ever been done before, where, where both of those top positions belong to people from a single state. And for the fact for that state to be Louisiana, um, basically tells you how much trouble we're in. Right? It tells you how much deep doo-doo we're in. Because if, if this guy was, was crappy enough to get all of the Republicans to support him, and for the extreme MAGA idiots to be like, okay, he's cool. And then Scalise is the second one in line, uh, for not, not for the presidency-wise, but for, for being in power in the House. Like, that, that's, that's what's coming from Louisiana. And if Louisiana is what the party wants, and Louisiana is the extreme level that is okay for the Republican Party, and now Louisiana is being led completely by that type of Republican, because make no mistake, uh, Congressman Johnson and Jeff Landry, a new governor, they are two peas in the same screwed up pod. Like, so I called it to Jeff Pereira the other day, and I was like, look, I don't like it, but y'all have your chance. You can prove us wrong by showing us how that quality of life for everybody will go better under Republicans. I don't believe it'll happen, but here's your chance to prove us wrong because you have total control of the state at this point. Four years. You have four years to prove yourselves right. And if you don't prove you prove yourselves right, well, then you have only yourselves to blame. You, you cannot blame the Democrats. You will not be able to blame the Democrats for your inabilities to lead. Now, we'll all suffer at the hands of them as they as they plunge Louisiana deeper and deeper into the abyss, but they'll be just the, will be the, the warning sign for the rest of the country as to how crappy life can be in a state of, under complete Republican rule. So, you know when we're screwed when Mitt Romney sounds like the voice of reason, Demonox says. I mean, I've said that about a lot of things. You know we're screwed when George W. Bush sounded like the voice of reason the, like back then. Like, the people who were like, oh, my God, these are terrible Republicans are now like, oh, I miss them. I wish, I wish those were the Republicans that we had to deal with. Because when those are the Republicans we had to deal with, we were, we were not necessarily living in a case, case of constant existential dread. <sighs> Crazy. But one of the things that is, is just making me want to get popcorn every day is seeing every, every single person that flips. Every single person that flips on a ye old Donald John Trump. Jenna Ellis has now flipped, pled guilty, uh, admitted her wrongdoings. Now, um, as opposed to the other situation with Sidney Powell, where, where Sidney Powell was believed to have been his attorney, and Donald Trump goes, she was never my attorney. So no good, no, no attorney-client privilege issues there. But uh, there is, I think would be, there's some attorney-client privilege issues there that would have to be dealt with uh, because you don't get attorney-client privilege if you are in that process of committing a crime. So the courts would have to rule that attorney-client privilege goes out the window at that point. 
Um, so there's that. But, you know, she flips. But, again, she doesn't ha- necessarily have a turn of client privilege on anybody else. So she probably knows where a lot of other things are buried. And then that, that's going to cause more people to flip, which is going to be even more bad news for Hare Donald. And that doesn't look good. The, the judge in New York is not putting up with any, any of Donald Trump's crap. Uh, he was held in contempt of court, having to pay $10,000 for saying that the person next sitting next to him is more political. The judge took that as him talking about his clerk and not about his Trump's old fixer, Michael Brown. Um, it's silly for Trump to suggest that he was talking about Michael Brown because Michael Brown wasn't even in there at the time, I don't believe. And when he was making those comments... So Donald Trump literally can't keep his mouth shut, and eventually he's going to get, I think next time he might get a bigger fine, but at some point the fines have to stop, and you have to have some, like, I used to be in a paternity, and I've talked about my paternity before, and I used to be the kitchen manager, and we had a guy in my fraternity who would never do what he was supposed to do, and I would, and I would fine him. We, we would be like, if you don't do your cleanup, if you leave a mess, you get fined because you, it's your responsibility to, to clean up after yourself. And he wouldn't care. He would, he would just, if the fines just, his parents were rich, it didn't bother him. It didn't phase him. So I'm like, we need to find alternate, ter- alternate ways of dealing with this guy because fines don't work. Fines won't work with Trump. I mean, he was he apparently stormed out of the courtroom and was very angry that he had to pay ten thousand bucks. But fines aren't going to work with Trump. He he's going to keep writing a check because he thinks he has unlimited money. Uh, he'll just borrow more from Putin or or some other Russian oligarch or whatever who will then want him to be a president so they can own him more. You have to final turn. So, so when it came time to talk about that guy in my fraternity. I had I did things like I'm like all right well if you don't you didn't clean them up after yourself well you now have to clean the oven you now have to clean this you now I had the most spotless kitchen when I was kitchen manager because he just he 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 wouldn't do his job so I had to sit there and be like look do your job and he would he cleaned the oven he cleaned this he cleaned that he did everything I needed him to do because every time he forgot that he he neglected to do his responsibility so. There's going to have to be alternative punishments for Donald Trump, but how do you how do you lock Donald Trump in jail? Like, how do you do that? Do you do, do the Secret Service agents have to sit in jail with him as he sits in jail? Do, do you basically say you have to be, you have to go into solitary confinement so he doesn't have to deal with anybody? Like, how does that work when you're a former president with with a Secret Service detail, yet you have to go to prison or you have to go to jail? How does that work? I don't know. It'll be an interesting thing to see if he does so so much so bad that he basically then has to go to jail. If he can't stop talking. And we all know that he can't stop talking. He can't shut up. He just can't shut his mouth. Um... Let's see, Tim, I have a friend who taught up north in 2000s after tsunami in Indonesia. A few weeks, the Inuit people were saying the sun rose and set in a different place. They have a sensitivity to Mother Nature, and that is remarkable. No disputing changes in seasons accelerated since that event. Um, for aforementioned corn, sugar, yeast, water, then I cook it. <laughs> um, so is that uh, moonshine? 
<laughs> or is that something else? Or are you still talking about kimchi? How you make kimchi? Anywho. So. Get a good drink of water. Get a good gulp. And let's talk about anti-Semitism. Because we need to fight anti-Semitism wherever it exists. Wherever it exists, it has to be fought. And let me tell you, it's been exhausting the past couple of days. And, but it has to be done. You have to go everywhere it exists and you have to fight it. You have to root it out. And, you know, sometimes it's just something that, you know, even though it's exhausting, you can't stop fighting it. But it's, it's one of the reasons that I came to a realization the other day that I can sit here on the podcast. And I, and I talked a little bit about this the other day, but I came to a, a full realization about this the other day, which is I'll sit here and talk on the podcast about, you know, equality, about body autonomy, about uh, LGBTQA rights, about uh, black lives being murdered by cops, about black lives mattering, about... Uh, racial injustice, etc. I'll sit here and talk about that till I'm blue in the face, and I, it won't exhaust me. Probably because the vast majority of these things don't necessarily apply to me, so therefore I'm not facing like an existential threat. I'm not facing the dread personally, so therefore it's not a threat to me. But as I'm sitting here trying to explain to people and argue with people and fight to people about why certain things are anti-Semitic, it it get, it's exhausting. It's draining. It literally just drains you. you. It's just, I had a headache the other day just because just dealing with it was just so hard on your soul, on your, on your it fatigues you. And this is why it's so important for individuals who are not part of a of a particular class. Like if, if you're dealing with like racial inequality, like, dealing with the oppression of black people, for example. If you're not black, it's important for you to stand next to and fight with and amplify the voices of black people in those fights. Not because they can't fight for themselves, not because they can't speak for themselves, because, again, you need to amplify their voices. You don't speak for them or over them. You just amplify their voices. But... It's tiring. It's draining fighting for yourself. So, but you, so you need to stand up there and, and do the, and do fighting with them to use your energy that way. Because I feel like I more efficiently use my energy when I'm fighting for the betterment of other people than what I'm fighting for the protection of myself. And so what, if there's anything you can take away from anything that I say ever, it's always stand up for other people. I mean, they have the poem, First They Came For, and we all know that. The reason, it's not just the, don't. if you don't stand up for other people, then there'll be nobody left to stand up for you when they're gone. It's not just about that. It's, it's 
you're going to be more efficient standing up for other people. And if everybody stands up for everybody else, then we'll all be more efficient in fighting for everybody else's right, rights, their rights to simply exist. So that's why I urge everybody to, to make the good fight for everybody else. And you can bring in things that are, you know, that are relevant to you into it and maybe bring in other points of view, but fight for them. Because again, I can, I, I have so much more energy when it comes to fighting for other people than I do for trying to fight for myself. And it, it's, 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 it's crazy and weird how that happens, but it is. <sighs> Marie, exactly. Stronger together. We are we are definitely all stronger together. Um, but one of the things that I've been uh, one of the things that, that that has been frustrating to me a little bit though, when I've been talking about these issues and trying to show how certain phrases, certain terms are anti-Semitic, is that for some reason. I'll get things thrown back at me, like especially when it comes with things like if, it, if the phrase or slogan is being said by somebody, you know, like being pro-Palestinian. And I, I shouldn't have to preface that I am also pro-Palestinian, that I believe that the Palestinian people have the right to be free, have the right to self-determination, they should have their own land, they should be able to vote, they should not have their water and power shut off, they should not be bombed indiscriminately, they should not be forced to pay and suffer for the bad actions of Hamas. All of those things are true. All of those things are things that I believe, right? I have no issue with the term free Palestine. I take no issue with that term in a vacuum. Now, I do take issue with the term uh, free Palestine when it is used, uh, when people will come into people's videos, like on TikTok or on YouTube or whatever, and people will come into um, – hold on a second. Okay. I didn't know. I okay. I, I, saw a little, I, saw a little, I saw a little bit of skin and was just like, uh, but, you know, okay. I was like, I saw a little bit of skin, but I was like, okay, there's shorts there. <laughs> They're Hi, Cassie. Say hi to everybody. <laughs> Anyway, so where was I? Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Anyway, where was I? Um, lost my train of thought. Sorry, I just lost something. Well, we both lost something, apparently. <laughs> I don't know where it is. So... Let's hope you don't step on it barefoot. I think it'll hurt. I hope not. Maybe one of your badass kids will. Mm-hmm. I never moved what? What, Tim? I don't know. I'm kind of still recording this 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 part, so I'm 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 kind of where was I? Trying to think. I could always rewind my live from here and see where I was. Let's see. Okay. And I, I 
Da, 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 da. Pass forward. Oh, there we go. Okay. That's where I was. That's where I was. Okay, good. What well, clearly I was talking about clearly I was talking about uh, anti-Semitism. Okay. What I was saying was I take no issue with the term free Palestine in and of itself. Uh, what I do take issue with is when on other on social media, uh, when people, when Jewish people are talking about things that are not related to um, the Israeli-Palestinian issues, and they'll come into Jewish creators or even just Jewish people's posts and just post free Palestine. Like somebody could make a video about somebody's bar mitzvah, and, and they'll be like, free Palestine. Or somebody could make a post about... They're making a, a noodle kugel or something, and they'll be like, free Palestine. I said that specifically for you, Cassie. Uh, they'll be like, free Palestine. And Cassie hates noodle kugel. Um, and that's anti-Semitic because you're trying to interject something like that into a discussion that has nothing to do with the Israeli Palestinian issues that are going on. But generally speaking, I have no issue with the term free Palestine because I do think the Palestinian people should be free. So, but, so what, one of the, so, but basically get, getting back to the point is that I have, I have, no problem, you know, I, I believe in all of these things, all these things should be, that should, should be true, that the Palestinian people should be free, the Palestinian people should not have their water, their power shut off, their, their electricity shut off, they, they should be able to, you know, not be bombed indiscriminately, not be collectively punished, not have their homes bulldozed uh, when, in, in order for Israeli settlers to, to make new settlements on the West Bank, all that stuff. Um, and, and, but I also believe that I should be able to advocate for the right of Jewish people to simply exist without having to say all that. Like, so when I bring up, like I have a video and I talked about this last show, why the, the phrase uh, from the river to the sea, uh, Palestine will be free, why that phrase is taken by Jewish people as being anti-Semitic, as calling for ethnic cleansing, as calling for our genocide, especially calling for the genocide of Jewish people over there, that people will try and be like, but Israel, but this, but that. I'm like, no. All of that stuff, while relevant in many other discussions about the Israeli and Palestinian issues, and it's all relevant in other issues, when I'm trying to tell you that something is anti-Semitic, it is not relevant to bring up but Israel. If I'm, if I'm trying to tell you that I'm fighting, I'm arguing for the right of Jewish people to exist, I'm, it is not, is not constructive for you to come into that discussion and then try and say, but Israel did. But no, because there's no justification, there's no excuse for saying anything that advocates for the, 
destruction, the ethnic cleansing of the genocide of Jewish people. Now, people will come in and they'll say, well, there, there are people, and in that video, I, I did say in that video that discussing why it's anti-Semitic, I'm sure there are people who don't mean it in an anti-Semitic way that doesn't mean it's not anti-Semitic. But here, here's one of my problems. And I don't have a problem with these three points that I'm about to make. I have a problem with the fourth point. When we talk about like systemic racism and when we talk about issues dealing with, you know, racism that black people deal with, when black people tell us this is an issue, this is racism that's going on. Here's an example of racism. We don't sit here and try and say, but this, but that. We listen to black people. We trust what they say. We believe them based on their life experiences. We trust them. And we accept them when they say, yes, okay, we will listen to you. We accept that what you're saying is true. We accept that this is racism. We believe you. When women will tell people in social justice circles that something is sexist, misogynistic, etc., now, of course, conservatives won't believe them. They'll, they'll mock them or whatever. But in, in social justice circles, we'll, we will trust women that they are correct in talking about what's sexist and what's not. So if something is sexist, if a woman is going to tell people who are not women what is sexist, then we trust them. We believe them. We listen to their life experiences and understand that their life experiences – let us know, okay, this is sexist, this is not. LGBTQA folks, like trans folks, tell us that something is, is, is transphobic, that something is uh, harmful to trans people. We don't sit here as cis folks saying, don't argue with them. We trust their life experiences. We listen to them. We trust that what they're saying is true because they are the people who are, have lived these things. They've lived these things and they know these things. And, and so we have to listen to them and trust their life experiences to understand that. And no, no one in social justice circles is going to argue against listening to black people about black people things, about listening to women about sexism, about listening to LGBTQ folks about you know, anti-gay issues, about anti-trans issues. But for some reason on this issue, when you have Jewish people trying to tell you that the statement from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, is anti-Semitic. It calls for the genocide and the ethnic cleansing of Jewish people in the area and asks you to stop using this phrase when trying to advocate for freedom for the Palestinians, when trying to advocate for justice for the Palestinian people, when trying to advocate for against the maltreatment of the Palestinian people by Israel, which I'm not denying happens. I'm admitting it happens. I'm saying it happens. When we're trying to tell you this, we're trying to tell you it's anti-Semitic. Our life experiences are not trusted. We are not trusted by these same people in social justice circles. You don't trust us to let you know, hey, this here is anti-Semitic. This here is harmful to Jewish people. Jewish people have been dealing with the attempts to off us to ethnically cleanse, to genocide, to eradicate us for millennia. 
We have the playbook. We, we can see the play before they run it. We can hear the first couple of notes and name that tune. We know what's happening. We see what's going on. So when we say something is anti-Semitic, you should listen to Jews and say, okay, and trust us. But for some reason in this issue, everybody wants to question us. Everybody wants to say, but Israel, but Netanyahu, but Likud, but this, but that, but the UN, but Zionists. None of that is relevant to my right to exist. Yes, Zionists have done some horrible things. Yes, Israel has done plenty of horrible things. Yes, the Palestinian people also have a right to exist. And I've said that on the show as well. I said, when, when, when we're talking about that Israel shouldn't carpet bomb Gaza, there should be no but Hamas. And I've said that already before. There should be no but Hamas. The right of the Palestinian people to ex- simply exist should not come with caveats. They should not have to explain that. They should just be able to say, I have the right to exist, and that should be just a given. Nobody should be saying, but Hamas did this. No, I don't care that Hamas did this when it comes to the rights of Palestinian people to exist. I do care that Hamas did that. But when it comes to the rights of Palestinian people to exist, it's irrelevant that Hamas did that. Palestinian people have the right to exist. However, and I'm going to make sure to word this very carefully, I should not be required to state that I believe that Palestinian people have the right to exist in order to justify my saying that Jewish people also have the right to exist. I should be able to say Jewish people have the right to exist without having that be in question. Palestinian people should be able to say Palestinian people have the right to exist without having to say Jewish people have the right to exist. We should both be able to say those things in vacuums and not be questioned about the other. But yet for some reason, both of us, our groups are required to do so. And, but as a Jewish person, I'm seeing this firsthand every time I'm trying to make an argument about why, as a Jewish person, I have the right to exist and why I have a big problem with the phrase from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, and why that has been used by Hamas, has been used by supporters of Hamas. And I've seen videos where somebody is chanting from the river to sea, Palestine will be free, and they say, well, what happens to the Jews? And they shut up and they won't say anything about it. Because in reality, there was a, or like somebody was like, somebody had a sign that said from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. But then they apparently, supposedly in Arabic, and I don't read Arabic, so I can't know if this is 100% true. But apparently the Arabic said something completely different. And if they won't answer, what happens to the Jews? And they'll just shut up. That make That's another... A little bit of evidence that tells me that this phrase is not as harmless as some people want it to be. And I have no doubt that there are people out there who say it 
and simply just mean they want the Palestinians to have the rights, to have equal rights over there, to be able to have self-determination, to be able to be free from being bombed, and to be able to just have simply have freedom to exist. And that's fine. You can find another wording that's not being used by people that want to massacre Jews, because Hamas was founded on the idea that Jews need to be yeeted into the sea. But here's something else that happens in these discussions. Here's something else that happens in these discussions that is very derailing to these discussions and is another attempt to silence Jews. And it's not necessarily purposeful, but it's something that's done that silences Jews on this, trying, when trying to bring this up. And, like, and, I, and I'll say it's not always purposeful because there are people who I believe are well-intentioned who have done this. And they'll be like, well, you said it's anti-Semitic. The Palest- Palestinian people are Semites too. Okay. Yes. You can go find a dictionary definition of Semite, That defines it as the people who live in the area, in the Levant, in Palestine, in Israel, in the Middle East. You can find that definition and use it for many purposes. But when you're coming into a conversation by a Jewish person who is using the definition of the word anti-Semitism that clearly means the hatred of Jewish people, and you try and use a different definition of the word Semite and try and claim that it means something different than what the speaker is using, that's derailing to the conversation. That's an attempt to silence. That's an attempt to change the subject. Every attempt to change the subject is also an attempt to derail and also an attempt to silence Jewish people. But, but specifically coming in and trying to say, but Palestinians are Semites too, is derails the conversation in a way that because you're trying to change the meaning of the word when this is an established meaning of the word. It's, words can have different yet valid meanings, but to, but to tr- take a word out of the context from which the speaker is using is disingenuous. And I will liken it to something else that happens in conversations in social justice circles. Let's say we're talking about racism in in, in a social justice setting. We're talking about racism, which typically means the systemic oppression and marginalization of black people, right? Or, Or other black people, indigenous people, other people of color. When we're talking about that sort of racism, the systemic oppression, systems of oppression, White people can never be the victim of racism because white people are not marginalized because of their race. And whenever a conservative hears this comment, they get all up in their feelings, they get all mad. And they go run to a dictionary, they take a screenshot, they say, well, see, this definition of racism says X. And it doesn't say that you can't be a victim of racism because you're white. It has nothing to do with that. But that's not the definition of racism that we're using in the conversation that we're having. You may very well be able to use 
that definition in some other conversation that's not discussing systemic issues. But you're coming into a conversation where we're discussing systemic issues, and when it comes to systemic racism, racism, we're only talking about the racism that harms marginalized and oppressed people. So trying to use those other definitions derails the conversation and is disingenuous if you're doing it purposefully. The same thing applies here when you try and come into a conversation and try and bring up the fact that Arabs are Semites, and as such, you're trying to bring up that, well, how can an Arab be anti-Semitic because they're Semites? How can a Palestinian be anti-Semitic because they're Semites? No, you're using a different definition than the one that I intended, and therefore, you are, you are derailing the conversation. You are, you, are, you are, and maybe not purposely, but you are, in effect, working to silence my opinion because you're changing what I'm saying. In this context, anti-Semitism simply means the hatred of Jewish people, and that's it. And yes, you can be in that area and not be Jewish and be an anti-Semite by using that definition of the hatred of Jewish people. And, we, and the fact that I constantly have to explain this and I constantly have to veer conversations back on topic because, again, we're constantly having to justify our opinions and we're not listened to because we're always being, we're, we're always, we, we're not being trusted. It's a tale as old as time that when it comes to the oppression of Jewish people, we are not trusted because we are assumed to have much more power than we really do. And they're just like, they're just always just shrug it off. Like, man, there's the Jews complaining again or whatever. Trust Jewish people when they tell you that something is being anti-Semitic. And even if you have a, even if you have a problem, even if you don't, even if you maybe have a problem reaching them, maybe just, err on the side of caution. Think, well, you know, maybe I have a problem seeing it right now, but since Jews are trying to tell me that this thing is, and maybe let's find other words to advocate for justice and freedom and peace for the Palestinian people, other than words that Jewish people will interpret as calling for their slaughter. Maybe find better words instead of doubling down on words that Jewish people feel advocate for their slaughter. All right. Let's scroll back into the chat. P-Dub says, sorry to light. Thanks for the stream. Thank you for retweeting me, P-Dub. That's another great way that you can support the show. And I noticed P-Dubs does it a lot. P-Dubs does like and retweet my, uh, my uh, tweets over on the shitter over there. <laughs> I, do, I do appreciate that um, a lot whenever that happens. So, cause sometimes liking is okay, but, but uh, liking is okay, but retweeting is definitely a lot better because it shares it with all of your friends. So thank you P-Dubs for retweeting my stuff. 
Um, let's see. Adolf Twitler, it's okay to support. It's okay to oppose ultranationalism while supporting Israel. It's okay to oppose Hamas at the same time you defend an independent Palestinian state. It's okay. Uh, I agree with you on all that. Absolutely. Um, yes. Um, and there's conversations to be had about you know one state, two state, three state solutions. And that's another thing. It's like you know people will be like whether or not you know these people want to have one state or two state or three state solutions, whatever. That conversation can be had. It should not be had in the middle of the conversation of I have the right to exist. For some reason, that can't that doesn't seem to break through to many of the people who are activists. And these are people who are should be on our side. There there a lot of these people are leftists and they should be on the side of being against they should be on the side of being against the eradication of people. But for some reason, they're trying to find excuses. Like even today, there was one who was trying to justify her changing the subjects and stuff like that because she was just assuming that my argument was coming from a place where I was taking attacks on Israel personally. And I don't take attacks on Israel personally. Like, it's, it's not about that for me. It, it's about my taking my right to exist personally. And when people start advocating for the even even if it's just an even if they're just advocating for the for the just advocating for the ethnic cleansing of jews over there why would it stop there why would i why would i why would i shut up about that why would i shut up about any ethnic cleansing simply because it's over there i mean some of these people will be loud as hell and be like the Palestinians are being victims of genocide. That's wrong. You should not, they should not be victims of genocide. Neither should the Jews. It doesn't matter what you think about the state of Israel. The Jews that live there should not be victims of genocide. And if you can't just, and if you can't sit here and say strongly that from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free is not calling for that. Because I haven't seen people do it. Some people will try and say it. But again, other people have said that it means the eradication of not just Israel, but of the Jews in the area. I've seen people say it means the Jews will have to go. The Jews will have to leave. doesn't mean that the Jews will have to die, but they have to leave. And if Jews have to leave, if you're kicking them all out, that means that's a cleansing. So, again, find better words. You can find different words. doesn't matter that you've been using the words for a long time. Change your words. There are lots of words that we've used for a long time that have since been determined to be problematic. We can teach ourselves to new, use new words. p dubs, I wish people would stop killing each other and live and let live. War should be outlawed. Well, that would be lovely. I mean, I'm like, Netanyahu is one man. But Netanyahu is one man, but he's one powerful man over there. And he's managed to get reelected as prime minister, despite the fact that, that he has this cloud over his head of being ultra-corrupt. 
He managed to become, you know, after getting losing his position as prime minister, he managed to gain it back. Um, he's he benefits from Hamas being in power. I'm I'm pretty much convinced that I don't know that he knew that the attack was coming on 10-7, but if he did know that the attack was coming on 10-7, uh, he would have no reason to stop it. Like maybe he would, if, if he knew that it was coming, I don't think he would have stopped it. Maybe he would have known how hard, how, how, how hard it was going to hit, but I think he, he probably would be better off allowing an attack to come and then responding to it than stopping an attack from happening. Because if you stop an attack from happening, you uh, you don't see you don't see how horrific it is, but if you react to an attack, you get to see how horrific it is, and then you can be horrific and kind. And then when he gets to show how horrific Hamas is, he then gets to say, "I have to take all these terrible actions in return because see how horrific Hamas is. I have to be horrific and kind." And then he has to gets to justify all of his horrific actions back on the Palestinian people. And then Hamas gets to go, "See how horrific Netanyahu is." I need you to be recruited into Hamas so we can do horrific things back to the Israelis. And then it's, it's a vicious, parasitic, toxic cycle where they, they thrive off of each other's toxicity to each other's benefit. See, Jeff, okay, it might be dumb, but has there ever been a war that had nothing to do with religion? Oil? <sighs> Uh, the Iraq War, the war that, that that's, I mean, oil. Right wingers are bad for a country, including Israel. And that's why I, that's why I had my show Vice Mike the other day, where I said conservatives are the problem. I basically spelled it out that conservatives are the problem over there. Uh, religious conservatives are Hamas. Uh, religious and political conservatives are Likud, and American conservatives just beating up the wasp, wasps' nest. Even though it's, I mean, even though it's the conservatives over here that are the wasps um see how let's let's thank iran behind hamas do they have the right to exist um does hamas have the right to exist no but palestinian people have the right to exist yes um Let's see. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Agoth Twitler, when you argue that blue lives matter somehow cancels black lives matter rather than the obvious truth in both statements is similar in its intent. Uh, well, the blue lives matter thing, uh, there is no such thing as blue life because a blue life is a, becoming a cop is a choice. You don't have a choice in being black or not. Um, what's up, Alarasia? Good to see you. Hey, Jackie. I don't know if I said hey already to Jackie yet or not. Hey, Jojo Mojo. Um, Tim, what's a stretch? Why well, I say he did allow it to happen, Tim? I said if he knew it, if he knew it was coming, he would benefit more by allowing it to happen than not. That's what I said. I don't know if he knew it was happening. What I'm saying is that if he, if he knew it was happening, he would benefit more by allowing it to happen than not allowing it to happen. And I think if he knew it was coming, he would allow it to happen. That's how big of a piece of crap I believe he is. I never read, met a real-life Smurf. 
if if Smurfs did exist, then you could say Blue Lives Matter. Sure, we'll go with that. So, most other anti-Semitism things. And again, if you're Jewish, you want to call in and talk about any anti-Semitism crap that you've dealt with. Um, 914-803-4131, 914-803-4131. Again, if you're watching and you haven't liked the video yet, please make sure to like the live. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to the channel. Remember to like and comment on and share other videos that are on the channel to make sure to up the uh, algorithms to get other people contributing because that's the best way to get people on. We and make sure to share the videos and tell people encourage them to subscribe to the channel as well because we want to get to a thousand as quickly as possible not sure why we're not there yet but you haven't quite yet figured that out um if you want to support the show other ways patreon.liberalband.com or patreon.com slash liberal band to become a monthly supporter uh, venmo liberal band at venmo or you can just scan the code right there um, that's a one-time thing just do friends and family because you're not buying anything or you can buy me a cider at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio or just go to liberaldan.com and click the buy me a cider button. Um, there is another um, thing, I'm, again, I might want help with, but I'm not sure how, how or if or when I'm going to do it yet, and that's the attempts to run for like the local executive committee or stuff like that, and that's not subject to campaign finance restrictions or limits or whatever. So we'll see about that. I don't know if I'm going to be pushing that in here or not, though. So we'll see. Um, if you know, anybody wants to help with that, email me, liberaldanradio at email, and, and we'll see what you can do to help. Um, apparently, I can get access to the voter list if I wanted to help. Maybe some people can make phone calls or whatever. We can start talking about how terrible the, the Democratic Party is, both at the local and state level, and why you need Liberal Dan to be in both, maybe. So... Uh, one other thing, I, I was trying to find this video. I was too shocked when it was said, and then I, I didn't save it. I didn't grab a picture of it or a video of it. I should have. But then I had to deal with a flat tire. I had to go change my flat tire because I had another flat tire today because my tire, my car loves getting flat tires. And, uh, yeah. So I'm watching uh, after the election of the new Speaker of the House the uh, the uh, election denier two hops away from president. There was a guy who was talking about how they're going to get rid of all of the money changers in Congress. If I could have found that clip, it would have been my next just the clip. Uh, like, when a politician makes that outrageous quip, no need for commentary, it's just a clip. That thing. Because holy crap. Again, anti-Semitic dog whistles right there. I mean, do you think, you know, they're all worried. They're all concerned. They're all trying to make a big statement about how they want to make sure to support Israel, support our biggest ally in the Middle East, Israel. But then they're going to make a comment about kicking all the money changers out of the out of Congress. Do they not see the hypocrisy in that? Now, there would have been hypocrite of the week too, if I could have found that video. 
like my jaw dropped. I shouldn't have because I shouldn't be surprised that Republicans are using anti-Semitic dog whistles while trying to drum up support for a resolution to call for support for Israel. But, you know. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. But, I mean, and I was shocked that nobody caught it on MSNBC when I saw it. But I couldn't find it on MSNBC on YouTube. But the, the just the idea that that went uncalled, that, that that went unchallenged. And there was a technical difficulty right before, right after it happened, but still, the fact that the Republican Party feels that it can get away with, with pandering to anti-Semitic, pandering to the anti-Semites while supporting Israel is just, the fact that we allow them to get away with it is just mind-boggling to me. Hey, Elizabeth, what's going on? Good to see you. But even this hour, like, I'm usually, I could talk, when I talk for the first hour of the show, I'm usually ready to go for hour number two. I'm usually just raring and ready to go for hour number two. Doesn't matter the subject that I talk about. Even when I talked about my very special app special episode of Liberal Dan Radio when I talked about life as an obese person. Even then, it, I, I just, like that, right through, no problems, not one bit. But like this topic absolutely drains me. Good to see you too, Elizabeth. I was, so, it's just so draining. Like I'm already just feel exhausted from just, Talk, and I didn't even talk about it for the whole hour. I, I started, what, at like maybe 8.20? Like, it's so exhausting trying to tr- convince people that I have the right to exist, that I deserve basic existence rights. Let's see. See, no, there isn't, but there's, there's also no justification for the call for the genocide or ethnic cleansing. of Jewish people either. Israel saying but Israel isn't good.
saying, but Israel isn't giving me hope that you're accepting my arguments. So you're, giving, you're getting live updates of me responding to somebody on Facebook with my Liberal Dane Radio account. Liberal Dane Radio on Facebook is another page you can like, by the way. Um, anywho. Because like, yeah, let, let me let me just read from this from this from the comments that I've gotten on this page. Like, the person tried to give me a link as to the argument that Israel practices apartheid and explaining why Israel practices apartheid. And I'm like, look, this is a valid discussion to have. It also doesn't have anything to do with my point. And that's something else that's frustrating. Jewish people shouldn't be able should be able to say that we have a right to exist, simply exist without having to deal with but Israel. But there's something that's when something is calling for extermination, genocide, death of the cleansing, etc., we should be able to call that out without having to hear about Israel's bad actions. No bad action on the part of Israel justifies calls for us being ethnically cleansed, just as no bad action by Hamas justifies Israel committing acts of genocide against the Palestinians. That's like, I hear you, but really do think there's some additional fact-checking you need to do in light of the current situation. I see a lot of Jewish people take personal issue with Israel including myself, and that deserves to be heard, particularly during the mistreatment of Palestinian people. I'm like, I don't take the issue of issue, issue, Israel issue personally. I'm not Israeli. I have been there once. I liked it, but this is about loyalty to a country for me. This is about my safety and my right to simply exist in the world, um, which is the thing without the genocide the Israeli government is causing. There's no justification for it, unfortunately. I'm like, no, there isn't. There's also no justification for the call for the genocide or ethnic cleansing of Jewish people either, saying, but Israel isn't giving me hope that you're accepting my argument. (sighs) Let's see, is there another, there was another sub-thread of this that, because somebody else had posted from the river to the sea, and, you know, I, I posted most of the arguments that I would give there, and then, um, and then I gave most of the arguments that I gave in the in the video earlier today. And then they also said um, they made the arguments of the Semites, the Semite arguments that I have to deal with all the time. And then and then the person tried to put words in my mouth, saying that why is why are Palestinian people asking uh, speaking out against injustices, you know, anti-Semitic? And I'm like, no, in and of themselves, Palestine speaking out against the injustices done to them is not anti-Semitic. I never said it was. I said the specific phrase from the river to the sea is because the whole thing from the river to the sea, Palestinian, Palestine will be free. People using that phrase, including Hamas uh, and supporters of them, whose charter called for the removal of all Jews from the area. So when people say that, Jews here and implied free from the Jews. I've seen many examples of people not in Hamas who have asked, who have been asked what happens to the Jews and the people chanting that won't answer. I've also seen Islamophobia and racism from Israeli supporters and even from Jewish people who frankly should know better as someone who's Jewish. I'm saddened whenever I see someone who's Jewish uh, acting in a bigoted way, but none of that excuses calls for our extermination. There are also many who will say uh, that simply call for the elimination of Israel is anti-Semitic. I won't say that it automatically is, but just like some criticism of Israel is in and of itself anti-Semitic. There is a lot of criticisms of Israel that is made in an anti-Semitic way. And considering the history of this planet and how Jewish people have been everyone's scapegoat, I would suggest that one would need to be really careful in suggesting a policy that would end the existence of the country of Israel to make sure it's not coming across as anti-Semitic. If you want to know more, listen to my podcast, which is coming now. Um, One thing I would say, and then I went into my whole advocacy circles argument as well. So... 
blah, blah, blah. Ah, just lost my two screens. Uh, who is that? Is that, is that Wes? Is that Wes calling? Wes, is that you? Who is that calling in? Well, Wes says he's sleeping, so I don't know. Hands up. Make sure to say in the YouTube chat who you are calling, because I'm, I'm, I'm limiting calls today. And it, make sure it's in the YouTube chat. I'm limiting calls today on either specifically people from, calls from Jewish people talking about anti-Semitism or specific questions about anti-Semitism, if you have them specifically. Do you have a question about anti-Semitism specifically, Gibson Media? Is this, is this a question specifically about anti-Semitism? Okay. You can ask your question specifically about anti-Semitism and I'll answer it. This is, but we're not having a discussion today. This is just, this is, this is, or if you have multiple questions, you can ask the questions, but, and, and please don't be a, well, then how can you support the squad type things? Cause we're not getting into that either. What's up? Okay. Hello. Okay. I'll try to phrase it where it's specific to meet your guidelines. If Okay. Um, okay. Since the, since the, uh, October 7th attack, um, do you think now anti-Semitism has been the fl- the flames of it have been fueled and it has increased disproportionately now because of not just the squad but the Democratic Party and Republicans not you know putting their foot down and, and speaking out and condemning the protesters around this country? Um, let's see, and I'm going to mute you a second because I hear my echo. So. Um, and if you have a follow-up, you can let me know in the chat. <laughs> I have edibles, egg off, I don't smoke. Um, yeah. Let's see. Do I feel that, that it's, it's flamed anti-Semitism? I think in generally it has inflamed some anti-Semitism. Like I was not a big fan of, of what happened at the Har- with the Harvard letter from, from that. Um, I think it was irresponsible for some of the people, uh, who were politicians who, I forget which one was pushing the bombed the hospital, uh, point without verifying the facts first, because that was irresponsible to do by the part of the New York times, as well as some other media outlets, um, Part of it goes to how, I mean, a lot of the people in those protests do say the term words that I have a problem with, like from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And a lot of people don't understand why Jewish people view that as an anti-Semitic phrase. And so they'll march, march speaking that phrase. And so there's really no way for me to know how many of those people are people saying the phrase because they they believe it's the right thing to say and they believe by saying that they're supporting the Palestinian people and injustices against the Palestinian people um, versus how many of those people are saying those things because they are saying those things because they want the area to be rid of Jews. Um, I don't know how many, how many of those are. Um, 
the the silence of some, I mean, there are some. I wish some Democratic politicians would be less would would not throw flames in the fire. I, I, I've tweeted at like Ellen Omar a couple of times when she said things that I found to to be disagreeable, um, and sometimes when Ellen Omar said, did was called out on things and found as being correct, she has apologized for it. Um, fortunately, the leader of the party, uh, President Joe Biden, has taken a strong stance in support of Jewish people and in support of Palestinian people. Um, and um, I, I always think that both parties can do more or both sides can do more to show that they are supportive of the Jewish people. And what do I mean? So on the left, like most of my, most of my complaining earlier in the show, and I don't know if you heard most of what I said earlier, um, but my complaints about like, you know, people trying to do like the, me trying to justify my right to exist and me speaking out against the from the river to the sea and people trying to do the but Israel, but Israel, but Netanyahu, but this, but that, those are all arguments with leftists. Those are all arguments of people on the left. I should not have to justify my existence to people on the left. So yes, there are definitely a large chunk of people, I don't know, it's not a majority, but there's definitely a large chunk of people on the left who could definitely do better at supporting the Jewish people's right to exist who could definitely do better speaking out against anti-Semitism and who could definitely do better at voicing their criticisms of Israel in ways that are done in ways that are not anti-Semitic. Because there are, there are definitely criticisms of Israel that are done in a way that are anti-Semitic and there are criticisms of Israel that are done that are not anti-Semitic. And the right wing loves to latch the right wing anti-Semites like the proud boy types, the ones that are white supremacists love to latch on when the leftists will say the anti-Israel things that are also anti-Semitic. They will latch onto those things and, and love to blast those things out. They love to find out that common ground with them on the right. Um, I feel we get a lot of lip service from the right in their support for Israel and trying to think that support for Israel means support for the Jews. But in reality, it's just lip service. It's not something that I trust uh, because the support for Israel for many of the people comes down to what we see as support uh, for uh, the end times prophecies that call for a whole bunch of Jews to be there just so they can die. And that's not something that gives me much hope that y'all really want us to be alive. And when you make excuses for when conservative politicians make excuses for people who are marching alongside Nazis, like all of the people who marched alongside Nazis in Charlottesville, then no, I, I, I definitely think that conservatives could do a much better job of speaking out against anti-Semitism within their own ranks. And yeah, 
and so could Democrats too. When when the when, when Democrats and, and it's more progressive leftist types because I think a lot of the people who are the ones who are challenging me when I try and talk about from the Israel to the sea, Palestine will be free comments. A lot of the people that are like that are probably not Democrats. They're probably further to the left. And they're probably the type of people who are like, I'm never going for Joe Biden because Joe Biden is being supportive of Israel. That type of folk. The type of people who don't understand that, you know, Hamas is would be terrible to many leftist ideas like, you know, rights for LGBTQA folks. And that Israel is very supportive of LGBTQA rights. Like, what would happen, hypothetically speaking, to LGBTQA rights in the region if Israel were to disappear? It would, it would be a, a question that should be answered. Because right now, the only country in that area that supports LGBTQA rights is Israel. You, you want to get rid of that country? Now, does that mean that I believe that Palestine shouldn't have their own separate state? Sure. I don't believe that. No, that's, I think I read that wrong. Does that believe that I think the Palestinians should have their own separate state as well? Yes, sure. But, and I think they should be rid of themselves of, of Hamas. I think Hamas should be eliminated. But just because Hamas should be eliminated doesn't mean every action taken to eliminate Hamas is right, just, or fair. So, let's see how three aircraft carrier fleets isn't a strong stance. It's a, it's a level Iran stance. Well, I mean, it's, it's basically a nobody else get frisky stance. Elizabeth, democracy allows for free speech, even if it's unpopular. Yes, that's true. I'm not saying that people should be banned from saying from the river to the sea, Palestine should be free. I'm saying that people should, of their own volition, choose to not say it because it's anti-Semitic. Do, 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 do. I got off the wall question. Where does asbestos come from, man-made or from the ground? I think it comes from the ground. We can check that real quick. Uh, asbestos, asbestos minerals come from metamorphic rocks. Significant deposits of asbestos are located in western United States. However, the mountains of North and South Carolina also have extensive deposits of asbestos materials coming from the website tennessee.gov. There you go. Let's see. While we're at it, Thus far, 16 people have been confirmed dead with some unconfirmed reports, saying as many as 22 and 60 injured from the Lewis and Maine 
mass shooting. Um, this, I don't know if they've found the guy yet. Um, <coughs> that's in Spanish. I can't read it. Um, so I don't think I'm not seeing any more information about the the uh, Lewis and Maine thing. Some people are saying at least 20 fatalities, but most news sources are still saying only six, at least 16. Um, See, my Whole Foods is closed because they found a small amount of asbestos in its relatively new building. Wow. Lewiston is where Cassius Clay became Muhammad Ali. Huh. Learn something new every day. Now people are saying that you might have the name of the person. I don't know if that is correct or not. Two posts on Twitter have said the name. I'm not going to say the name because I can't confirm if that's the correct thing or not. It hasn't been confirmed by a, a verifiable news source. Um, So yeah, this is, we'll definitely keep people updated over the course of the show as as more news comes in. So the West Bank settlements need to get moved into Israel. I don't care where they go; they need to get out of the West Bank. That's for darn sure. Um, Let's see. According to Brian Cranstein, one man with a gun, 22 plus dead, 60 plus injured. Um, crazy. Wait. I have to, I have to let, let's play the part of, wait, do we have the conservative Dan clip? Let's see. Uh, yesterday, uh, I've heard him a few times, uh, liberal Dan. Yes. I wonder what, I wonder what, if the tables was turned and he was, uh, 
his name was Conservative Dan. I wonder if Malley would have caught fire while Donald Trump was president, and he ran from the press at every moment he was asked a question and said no comment, you know. Uh, I wonder if conservative Dan would be on board with that. I wonder if if Trump uh, was falling over sandbags, stumbling up. Anyway, what would conservative Dan say? Conservative Dan would say, now is not the time to talk about gun control. Now is the time to have thoughts and prayers for the victims of the shootings. So Gibson people, um, sometimes Dan's so still, it makes me think he's just, it's like, I'm like, Zen. Uh... <laughs> well, if I'm still, but you're still hearing sound, that, that means I'm not disconnected, right? So, I could just do it, like I just do like a, be a mime, like, stay completely still. Obviously the work of Antifa. <laughs> Is the leader of Antifa Queen Antifa? I thought she had some good music back in the late 80s, early 90s. What name does Matt Gates use for the new Speaker of the House? MAGA Mike Johnson. Lovely. And of course, Jeff Landry uh, shared a... Uh, picture of himself with Speaker of the House, Rep. Mike Johnson. I'm wondering why he hasn't changed his Twitter handle to um, to Speaker Johnson. You need some sort of moving background. I know. I'll work on that at some point. Uh, if you shine a black light on antique glass, uranium glass will glow. Anyway. <sighs> I don't even know if I have the energy or the mental capacity at this point to uh, to uh, talk about um, to do any of the unraveling toxic masculinity today because talking about the anti-Semitism just just exhausts me. Blah. It's really it's it's really just draining. Absolutely draining. It was in Maine, P-Dubs. It was uh, Maine where the shooting happened. Lewiston, Maine. With lots of, lots, of, uh, lots of dead people piling up, lots more victims. While I don't necessarily, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know why it was done, but like, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody has, if there's anybody's found anything. Um but it's the thing, like, you know, if, if police have released, let's see. Like, there's a guy on... Maine's sex offender registry and his name is Robert Card and if, if this is the person who is the person uh, he's not supposed to have a gun um, 
MSNBC is also saying 22 dead. I'm wondering if, if this website can't be pulled up simply because of the fact that everybody's trying to go to it. Main active shooter state police. Let's just look up Main State Police and see if we can get their website. Main State Police. Do we know where we are supplementing radium fuel for our reactors? Or are we still being supplied by Russia? I don't know that. Um, where does U.S. get uranium for nuclear power plants? Where our uranium comes from? United States imports most uranium as fuel, blah, 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 blah. Economically recovered, Western United States, blah, 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 blah. Percent sources and percentage shares of total U.S. purchase of uranium in 2022, 27% Canada, 25% Kazakhstan, 12% Russia, 11% Uzbekistan, 9% Australia, 16%, 16, uh, six other countries combined. So, uh, only 12% is from Russia specifically. 25% is Kazakhstan. Very nice. High five. Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> no server is available to handle the request about that, about Robert Card. I wonder why. Because everybody's trying to look at that damn website and try and find information about the dude who's being reported as being the dude. Anywho. Yeah, all this talk about anti-Semitism just has me just drained. So I think we're just going to end the show early tonight. Um, I'm just going to go chill. I haven't even eaten dinner yet today yet, so I'm going to eat some dinner. Um, unless anybody else has any other questions they want to ask um, people being mowed down in our country by crazy people with automatic weapons is exhausting too yes um, but I could talk about gun control for hours without being exhausted because um, while technically it's a threat to everybody it, it, it doesn't feel like it's an existential threat to me um, but it this the anti-Semitism and the justification and, and, and the people trying to trying to say, but Israel, when I'm trying to justify my, my right to live is, is definitely, um, is definitely something that is just mentally exhausting. Oh, I was so mentally exhausted the other day and just so frustrated about everything dealing with this. Like, 
I think I talked about this the other day, like the the last time I was in synagogue was in maybe 2019 when my grandfather passed away. And then maybe the last time before that was one of my friends had a bat mitzvah as an adult because she converted to Judaism as an adult. So she had a bat mitzvah. And then the last time before that was probably 20 years ago. That might've been the last time I went to a synagogue for like my own choice for going for me saying, I'm going to go pray. Last night, I think it was last night, may very well have been the the first time in a long time where I thought to myself, I feel like maybe going to a synagogue. And I don't know why. I don't know why I felt like that. I don't know. I don't know if it was something spiritual. I don't know if it was just because I felt like I needed to be around people who maybe just knew also would feel what I'm going through and and could feel that sort of camaraderie and whatever, like, and, and, and being in a synagogue isn't necessarily the safest place to be because who knows, you might have an attack because there's a weird phenomenon that happens. Like when anti-Semitism starts riling up, even if the anti-Semitism over there might be like from folks, you know, who might, the other folks, like even if the anti-Semitism rhetoric might come from like some folks who are pro-Palestinian here and might be using anti-Semitic rhetoric in their anti-Israel comments, because even though you don't have to be anti-Semitic to be anti-Israel, some people do both. The religious right will latch on to that anti-Semitism and use that to fuel their own anti-Semitism and start saying, oh, well, if they're all well, the else are hating the Jews. Let's all jump on the Jews too. So might not be the safest place to be, but for some reason I just felt like maybe today is a, maybe, maybe someday soon will be a good day to just go to synagogue and hang out with people who are also having similar minded fears. So I don't know. Jeff Curry, I'm still waiting to see if more papers filed out for dog adoption and getting a gun. In this case, in Louisiana, for one particular place, I absolutely guarantee you that you have to fill out more papers to file, to get a dog adopted from from like a pound or from a, from an adoption place than to get a gun. And I ranted about that over a year ago because, holy crap, I was trying to adopt this one place and I found this dog that was really cute and really wanted this dog. And they were just being absolutely ridiculous, and it was so stressful. I was like, "Screw it! I'm gonna go to a, I'm gonna go to this uh, breeder." Because if I go to the breeder and get the dog from the breeder, what does that do? It's gonna, it's gonna stop that that line because I'm gonna get the dog spayed, so I'm gonna make sure that this dog is not gonna be bred anymore. So that no more breeding from this particular pup. Whereas if somebody else might have gotten the dog from the breeder, they, they might have bred Blanche and more puppies. So thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Elizabeth. I thank you, everybody. Love y'all as well. Um, bicycle Mike fear is mine killer. Yeah, I mean, it is. And like, I, I haven't felt like this, honestly, since like 2016. Like in 2016, when when Donald Trump was running on like that the rhetoric and like using Hitler's uh, playbook, and like people were just deny people were just like saying, 
no, that's ridiculous. He's not doing that. And I was like, he is. Trust me. Like, I've I've been to, like, not. I don't just have the lived experience as a Jewish person to go on. I also, like, I've been, I've taken college-level courses on anti-Semitism where, like, we've discussed these. I've learned about how to spot, how to witness, how to, how to identify when anti-Semitism is going on. So it's not just a layperson's level. I've had the education on how to spot it out too. So it's, but at the end of the day, a person's lived experience should be good enough for these leftists to say, okay, we trust you. We believe you. This is anti-Semitic. Let's find another way to word this phrase. But no, because again, Jewish people, especially Ashkenazi Jews, have the benefit of having white privilege until Judaism becomes somehow relevant. And then we don't. But unlike other people who have dealt with oppression, we for some reason have our whiteness still held against us and we are not allowed to speak out about our oppression. We are not allowed to speak out about the fears of wanting to stop future oppression, future genocide, etc. And never again, is all I'm going to say. Never again. We say never again because we want to make sure it never happens again. And when's, when is the right time to start calling out anti-Semitism? Is it when the first Jew gets off? No, it's when you first start seeing the words being said. When you first start seeing the people advocating for it, that's when you start talking. But these people, some of these people want to silence us, and I won't be silenced. I am not going to be silenced. I am not going to shut up. I am not going to stop telling people that from the river to the sea is a call for Jewish genocide. And I don't care that some of the people that agree with me are conservatives. Stop clocks are right twice a day. The conservatives who say this are right on this issue. They might not be right on many issues, but they're right on this. They're correct on this one. doesn't help my cause much with the people on the left because they're going to see conservatives say it and be like, oh, well, you're just making a conservative argument. No. I'm making an argument that comes from my heart, that comes from my life lived experience as a Jewish person. I'm making this argument as somebody who does not want to see any more Jewish people slaughtered. And for some reason... People in social advocacy circles will listen to black people as they should, will listen to women as they should, will listen to LGBTQA folks as they should, will listen to all sorts of marginalized people about their oppression, but their fears as they should. But when it comes to Jews, nope, tale is all this time. That's why we make the perfect scapegoat. That's what, that is why the world has consistently used us as a scapegoat 
time and time again. It's because we're easy to use as a scapegoat. And when we try and ask for help, people deny it for whatever reason. That's just the way it is. But we'll end on the joke that, you know, I've told in house chat twice. I've probably told here twice as well, but, you know, multiple times. But Bicycle Mike mentioned hummus. Hummus, uh, Donald Trump mispronounced Hamas as hummus, which is totally understandable that he would do that because Donald Trump also likes golden showers. And in both, you get to see the chickpea. And that is the definition, or that is the end of this week's, uh, this, this today's episode of Liberal Dan Radio, Talk From Left, That's Right. Uh, tomorrow I will be on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. So join me there where we'll be much lighter topics of conversation. Um, and uh, just remember, when somebody who is in an oppressed who is in a press class tells you that they're worried about words and that are being used as their oppression, listen to them, trust them. But anyway, we'll be back here Monday, 8 p.m. Central, Liberal Dan Radio here on YouTube. Till then, this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.